What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Eddie, with Flex Machine Tools, and welcome to this episode of Flex and Friends Live, our videocast and podcast platform where I get to sit down with, chat with, hang out with, and pick the brain of the industry's loudest, proudest, best, brightest, most passionate, and profound thought leaders, and we are talking about everything, you guessed it, manufacturing and the trades. And hey, and we're going to get a little different today because we've talked about robotics, reshoring, education, and all of the above, but we're going to talk about one of my favorite things in the manufacturing world, and that is marketing. And here with us today, we have an industry thought leader, a wonderful personality, and just a genuinely cool human being that we're going to dive into because I know that you didn't come here to listen to me talk. So let's bring in our good flex friend, Emily. Let's bring her on in here. All right. Emily! Officially in the flex and friends house. First and foremost, what is the good word? How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Eddie? It is well with my soul. And it is just, it's really a good day to have a good day and to talk about manufacturing marketing. I can't believe we've been doing this show for an entire year. And I finally got someone in the marketing world to come in here and just drop some bombs on us. So I'm about it. So really thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I mean, you are, you are jumping into it, girl, jumping into it. <laughs> I'm about it. I'm about it. And then so also for anybody joining us live, make sure whichever platform, since we are coming on LinkedIn, we're on YouTube as well as Facebook live, hop in that chat section and comment. We'll leave you or we'll pull anything up here in real time, answer any questions, even if it's just a cool little smiley face, hop in that section. We'd love to hear from you. But since we have the Emily Wilkins in the house from Marketing Metal. We need to get to know you a little bit more. You obviously put yourself out there a decent amount, but let's start this thing off correctly. Who is Emily personally and professionally? What do you have for us? Yeah, thanks, Eddie. Uh, it's such a great intro. You're always so animated and amazing on your show. And uh, I truly look up to you for all of your showmanship. Thank you so <laughs> um, much. I appreciate you. Yeah, you've inspired me really to uh, um, to you know bring bring my best, right, and really mm -hmm. bring my bring the heart out, which is really what I do for my customers. I'm I really try to bring their heart out in uh, front and center, um, so that when people come and you know start looking for looking them up and you mm -hmm. know digging into their stuff, they really uh, they really connect with them on a human level. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, Personally, um, I'm I live in Holland, Michigan. I'm on on the west side of the state. We're about a mile and a half from Lake Michigan, um, okay. so it's awesome. I I'm a sailor. Um, I, I I race sailboats on Thursday nights with a bunch of ladies. Um, nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. I I uh, captain my own ship and. <sighs> <laughs> and um yeah we have a lot of fun and um my husband and i are big into skiing and um just outdoors you know hiking um we're we're all about the outdoors uh we got three fur babies <laughs> two dogs and a cat mm -hmm. our toes okay yeah, I grew up on the east side of the state um near detroit so um my my whole family pretty much worked for GM. Um, my parents met at GM and then, um, my mom, 
went on to get her master's degree in mathematics and she then um, started working at Kettering University, which used to be GMI. Um, and she's a calculus professor there. So that's how I ended up going there for school. And uh, yeah, what else? <laughs> that's intriguing. Like, cause one, I hate numbers. I hate numbers so much. Like, <laughs> I, I make a somewhat serious joke that I only got a marketing degree because it requ required one accounting class. So like, <laughs> You say mathematician. Somebody, you mean people pursue that as a career? Respect. I know. I know, right? Respect and kudos. And hey, Emily here brought to you by GM, right? Yeah. <laughs> so cool that they met there. That's really awesome. Hey, and speaking yeah. of awesome, we have a good friend of Flex hopping in that comment section. Let's see. Matt, <laughs> appreciate you, dude. He says, man, ever since I've been on, these guests are getting way better looking. Matt, my guy. <laughs> Hey, uh, us Baldy's got something. Us Baldy's got something, right? Matt, Matt's a stud. So, no, Matt, we appreciate you. And also, anybody else listening live, hop in those comment sections. I'd love to hear from it, even if it's goofy, wacky. As long as it's not completely insane and stupid, I will pull it up. But we are here to talk about you, Emily. So we've got a little bit of a taste on how you are personally as well as professionally. Love the sailboat thing. And as soon as you said it in the background, I keep hearing, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> or I'm sailing. I'm sailing. <laughs> better. Much better. I'm, gl I'm glad we got that. That's solid. Yeah, so, yeah. And then from that, uh, one thing I think really defines a human being is obviously, you know, who they are, what they do, what they like. But let's break it down even further. What are you passionate about? Yeah. Um, I'm just really passionate about helping people live their best lives. Um, my, you know, my friends and family, they, they all come to me when, you know, whenever they're struggling and, um, you know, I really just try to lift them up anytime I can. Um, cause that's what it's all about, right? We should all be living our best lives. And, um, I think for me, it was really, uh, it, it became like, um, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm losing my words. Um, imperative for me to live my best life because I uh, I have Crohn's disease, and uh, about five years ago, uh, my intestines exploded, and I almost died on the operating table. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that'll really give you a new perspective on life. <laughs> yeah, I would say, my goodness, like that. Yeah, and again, that's why I love asking about these specific things because that's something you wouldn't normally like talk about that's something that just doesn't organically come up in conversation and obviously we know you know you're very well versed in the marketing and the branding in the ad world but but it's so cool to get to know something like that i mean that in itself is not a cool happening but the fact that you, <laughs> you took that right and you translated it into something so productive yeah. i think that that speaks highly to your character and just your your sheer just your grit and determination. I think that's really cool. And I appreciate you kind of being vulnerable and sharing that with us. Is there anything else that you're kind of really passionate about that you really like to highlight? Um, yeah, just continuous improvement. I'm like always looking for ways to, you know, tweak things and make my life better. <laughs> um, yeah. and you know, and the people around me, um, community is really important to me. Um, you know, just being there for my people and, um, yeah. That's all. And <laughs> speaking of your people, it sounds like one of your people jumped on in because we have our good friend Katie. Katie says, Emily is a rock star and an inspiration, loving 
this podcast today. So, Emily, do you have the warm and fuzzies yet? Because you've been you, you've been called good looking indirectly, and you've been called a rock star and an inspiration. And we're not even you know we're not even nine minutes into the conversation. Good start. Well, uh, I have to thank Katie because she like talked me off a ledge before getting on the show. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Katie. <laughs> that's so cool and then so just so we kind of keep things rolling here because we have to get to know you still um t- tell us a little about your journey into manufacturing um however crazy wide narrow whatever it may be we've got to know you personally professionally we got the passion in let's start tying it in tell us about that journey of yours yeah so my path to manufacturing um took all sorts of turns um i like i said by you know my parents all work my parents worked for GM. Most of my family had uncles and um, my uh, my stepsister works there now. My um, yeah, lots of family. Um, so we grew up like going to the Woodward Dream Cruise and going to the um, uh, the Henry Ford Museum and, um, you know, just learning a lot about how cars are made. And mm-hmm. um, my my dad taught me how to drive when I was 12. And uh, took me out to dinner and started showing me like how an engine worked. And he had like, you know, a napkin out and was sketching all like, you know, the pistons and all this stuff. And I'm like, why are you, why are you teaching me this at dinner right now? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'm like, come on, dad. Uh, And he's like, because you're going to learn how to drive. You have to know how your engine works so that you can take care of it. So, Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the upbringing I I had, you know, my dad was very, um, just always trying to get me into different mechanical things. Um, you know, I remember him buying me like um, little uh, electric electronic sets to like create my own circuit boards and things like that as a kid. Um, so that was my childhood. Um, I mm-hmm. And then I went to Kettering, um, which is a co-op school. So every other term we were at work um, from freshman year on. Um, so... I had uh, a lot of different exposure there. Um, when I first started at Kettering, I was going for mechanical engineering. And uh, my first co-op job was in the auto industry. And I okay. was bored to tears. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bored to tears. Um, just being, I, you know, I was, remember being in a meeting with like 25 people, uh, all arguing over this like half an inch of... <laughs> like a whole meeting to talk about half an inch of on some dashboard, whatever. Like I slept through most of it. <laughs> nice. Um, Must've been a compelling argument. It, yes, it certainly was. Um, so I found <laughs> myself like hanging out in the design studio a lot. Um, I was really interested in that. And I, I've always been really artistic and creative. And um, so for a time there, I thought about dropping out of cuttering and going to art school. Um, okay. And then my roommate uh whose mom also worked at cuttering so we both had free tuition she's like you can't give up your free tuition just switch to business you can do anything with a business degree (laughs) so so that's what i did and um i got this really awesome opportunity in chicago working for a toy company um and i worked in the marketing and r d department so i really got involved with um you know our manufacturing and kind of developing the manufacturing processes for our different our different toys um mm-hmm. we made the the thomas and friends 
Thomas the Tank Engine, you know, the little trains. Oh, of course I know Thomas. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, of actually, course. My Emily. <laughs> yes. I got it on my first day. <laughs> of, course, of course you got Of course you did the first day. You have to have that. You have yeah. to have that. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. What, what a cool little feather in your cap. Seriously, that's amazing. Yeah, right? I know. There's a there's a train named after me. <laughs> um, it's official. Yeah, it's official. It was named after me, specifically. Um, yeah, so <laughs> uh, after that, um, so I, I got kind of pretty sick in college. Like, you know, college is not a place where people take good care of themselves. <laughs> so um, right, right. So ended up having to give up that job in Chicago and move back home. Um, mm-hmm. It was really hard for me. Um, but then I, that led me to my next um, job, which is what I did my, where I did my senior thesis. And that was this little fab shop um, that had developed a product line for the Marine industry. Um, so they, they built these um, like dollies for um, carting around outboard engines, okay. um, outboard and inboard engines. Um, so, and they wanted a way to market this. So I, you know, got pictures of all the products and Photoshopped them all and created a website and brochures and did a bunch of research and, um, you know, market research and talking to people in the industry. And um, it was really my project. Like I, I just got to run with it. Um, but the, the owner of the company was, uh, it was a really small fab shop. There was like maybe five or six other people that worked there. Um, oh, okay. Okay. And the president was just very, very open and um, generous with his um, like knowledge and, you know, giving me inside looks at the business. And um, so I, I learned a lot about entrepreneurship actually when I was there. Um, and I also got to work the robotic welder and the vending machine and, you know, get to go out and play in the shop. They had a, a laser cutter and all these things. So, um, so super, uh, super variety, you know, there's a ton of variety in that job. And, um, Mm -hmm. I really learned a lot in the short time that I was there. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of been my career since I've, I've worked with, uh, within a few different small job shops and I've kind of been like the one woman marketing show, you know, and, uh, (laughs) in the manufacturing company where nobody really understands what I'm doing. And, um, so I really had to get creative and, um, helping people understand like what I'm, what I'm doing and why, and, um, being really creative with budgets because they're, you know, none of these shops have the budget to spend on marketing. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, um, when I started my business, when I started marketing metal, it was, um, specifically for those job shops because they inherently hate marketing they don't trust it <laughs> and yeah. they don't understand it. Um, so I really developed this process uh, specifically for them to help them um, to help them bring their best and really show up um, as they, you know, as they should and not be, not be boring <laughs> like all the other shops. Right. And not be boring. There yeah. you go. Like there's your tagline. I help you not be boring. <laughs> yeah. Don't be boring. I say that a lot. There we go. No, we got this figured out. Exactly. So, <laughs> so j- just to, to pinpoint that specifically one interesting journey. And I think that that provides you a lot of perspective that 
you can then provide to others. So when you're talking about this, you're not just seeing it from a surface level position. You've gone, you've pushed the buttons, you've loaded the materials, you've you've cleaned out the CNC bed thing. You, you've done these <laughs> things, maybe not as extensively as a lot of the individuals at job shops, but saying that you've done that, um, it, it's huge because you've been in the trenches. But tying it back into now having marketing metal, let's talk just, let, let's dive in just briefly about your business and we got plenty of other things to talk about, but now that we're here, let's go there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, my whole purpose is to bring the heart out of these shops because that everyone has a, you know, everyone has a heart, right? <laughs> um, yeah. and I think for a long time, uh, the heart was squashed out of the professionals, especially manufacturing space. Um, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's time to bring it back because I think, you know, that's where the real connection happens and, um, that's what's going to set you apart, you know? So, uh, yeah, we, we build, uh, radical brands for job shops and help them, uh, we empower them to, to take them and run with them because, um, again, you know, a lot of these shops don't have thousands of dollars to spend a month on, on a marketing retainer. So, uh, we really try to set them up with everything that they need. We explain to them, you know, what we did and why, and um, and really try to give them the tools that they need to run with it. And it, you know, of course, if they need to come back and do more projects after, we're happy to do that as well. But um, but my goal is always to really empower them to run with what we build for them. Yeah, there you go. Like, and I'm still stuck on radical, yo. <laughs> I'm just I'm stuck on it. You, you had me at radical. It's uh, I'm about it. And so now we know a little bit about your journey, kind of why you're doing what it is you're doing, how you're doing it to an extent. Let, let's kind of jump into really where I think you shine. And then also as a quick reminder, uh, it looks like we've got a variety of live viewers here for across the multiple platforms. Hey, if you get bored or feeling nice and interested, hop in that chat section, whether it's just to tell us where you're coming in from, give us a little wave, give us a thumbs up, or if you even have a question, we'll make sure we pull that up and answer it in real time. But as the conversation is going here, let's talk about the word brand, um, which some people think is a logo. Some people think it's a vibe. Some people think it's, you know, a variety of things. But with you, the expert, Emily, tell us, what is a brand in your opinion, if you will, and why should anybody in our industry even care what that is? So I'm going to pass the mic. Yeah. Think, girl? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you hit the nail right on the head. The brand is so much more than your logo. Uh, your logo is really a very small piece of your brand. Um, your brand is your bond. It's, it's your promise to your customers. It's your promise to your employees, your promise to your vendors. Um, you know, it's, uh, like if you, if you go online and you find, you know, uh, you're looking for a auto auto body shop, right? You find this auto body shop and they look, you know, they look super legit. And then you go there and they have like trash all over the front lawn and like look super dodgy right then you're gonna be like oh, i don't know about this <laughs> so um you know so the brand building the brand is really kind of um helping helping to create that whole um comprehensive um picture of who you are and really um bringing that to the forefront and making sure that it comes through in everything that you do true story and so it's just 
and it's intriguing because I've even had some individuals because here at Flex, obviously we're a manufacturing company, and so and we get known a lot for like our marketing and kind of what we're doing. And yeah, you guys are killing it. Uh, we're trying stuff. We're like 50 or so people in the cornfields of Ohio. So we're trying stuff. Thank you very much. Um, really appreciate that. Cause well, I feel like a mad scientist sometimes and not in a fun way, but I emphasis on mad, you know, just crazy. But, right. um, but one thing like that we've tried to push, and I want to see like whether you agree with this or, or not is I feel like brand, if you really want to break it down, in my opinion is almost how people feel when they discuss or are subjected to yeah an interaction with your company whatsoever. Like, what do you feel about yes. that? Is it way off or what? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, you know, again, back to that human connection, like we're, uh, we're humans, you know, as much as we're operating under our companies, uh, at the end of the day, we're human. So, and we seek connection, right? We, we want yeah. to, we want to feel that it's right. So, um, and, and not every brand is for everyone. And that's kind of the whole point of the radical brand is, um, you know, if, if you're not really saying anything, then um, people aren't, aren't going to pay attention, right? If, mm. if, if you're just saying all the same boring things that everyone else is saying, then no one's going to pay attention. Um, so mm. it's really taking a stand and, um, you know, showing what you're, what you're all about, what are your values? Mm -hmm. um, how, you know, how do you show up in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I ask myself all the time, Eddie, what have you done today to let the world know that you exist literally yeah. and figuratively? So I try to do that. Some, some say we make a little bit too much noise sometimes, but that's okay. Go ahead and turn the volume down. We weren't talking to you anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which comes across as arrogant. I get no, it. I get it. Not. That's, that's what you have to be in, in business. You, you, if you try to be everything to everyone, then you're nothing to no one, right? Ooh. So <laughs> oh, that was profound. That was profound. And we got to keep this gravy train rolling. I like where this is going. So thank you so much for diving into brand and for really just letting the world know this is how it is. Um, and so additionally to that, you make a really good point later that that you understand some of your clients and machine shops, they can't exactly afford you know, a a couple thousand dollar a month retainer or whatever it may be, things along those lines. And it sounds like you kind of set them up to, to kind of, you kind of just not to kick them out of the nest, but you say, Hey, instead of me essentially being a glorified employee and being, you know, unretainer for years and years and years, Hey, I want to develop the keys and give you the keys. And so to that point, we're going to bring up actually a quick comment from my man, Mark Vanderwarf. And we'll jump right back. And he says, confidence is key. Mark, Amen, my guy. Amen. 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 I'm about it. But back to our specific point. Thank you so much, Mark and Katie and Matt for jumping in. But so you obviously believe in your heart that it's important that they know how to do that, right? And so why is it so important that they do that when someone could be like, well, I could, I could just I could just pay you to do it, right? So why is yeah. it important? Yeah, and, and that model works for certain companies, um, you know, but I think when it comes to these smaller job shops, um, again, they don't have the budget, but also because, um, they're the ones that are, uh, they're doing the work every day. They're, they're in the weeds with their customers. They're, they're the ones, um, building the things They're they're the ones with the knowledge. And, um, so really doing their own marketing is going to be more effective anyway. Like, Oh, yeah. the, the how, you know, of the, like, 
the how you actually do it is this that's the easy part right it's just learning a process um it's the content that's really important and um and that's what a marketing agency is probably not going to really be able to to bring for you you know sure i mean sure these are valid points and i, I get it i think there's a lot of value of having somebody like like yourself who's very hands-on has also had the hands-on uh, and prior experiences. And then to also to say, hey, as much as I want this to be a short journey, I'm going to be able to hook you up with the information that you need. And then so now that we've identified, Emily, kind of why it's or, or I guess why it's important that they do that and direct their own content, then let's just take the other side of the coin. Um, why are they not doing it already? <laughs> um, fear is probably the biggest one. <laughs> Val valid, valid, <laughs> valid. <laughs> But, but what uh, else are like dive unpack that like what what does that yeah. mean like what are they afraid of and you that yeah, what do you think? I mean it's it's scary to put yourself out there um you know like this podcast is gonna live on the internet forever <laughs> so forever. if I totally bombed it then you know it would be out there <laughs> um but you just have to do it and and the more you do it the better you get at it and um you know it's really just taking that first step that first leap and um and having the confidence that you're going to make it work. Um, like my Mark says, confidence is key. Yeah, it exactly. sounds like it's another thing. Like, so do you, do you think maybe it's just a, everyone could say it's a lack of know-how, right? Cause like, Hey, I know how to make chips. I don't right. know how to make a, like a dang Facebook post. Why is that right. important? So like, <laughs> do you think that's, that's part of it? I probably shouldn't put all, all like machine shop owners in a box like that. That was a horrible impression. Please excuse me. You get the joke. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and it's common. I mean, you know, they, they're really good at machining or at fabricating or whatever, you know, right. they're, they're not thinking about marketing. That's not what they, um, you know, that's not why they went into business. So, um, but I think for all of us as all of us business owners at one point have to realize like, okay, we just have to do the thing. Like you just got to do it. Um, you know, the more you kick and scream and, uh, and put it off, the, you know, um, the harder it's going to be and the more time you waste really, you know, if you just, if you just jump in with both feet and do it, um, you know, you'll, you'll find your way. It's, it's like, like a baby learning how to walk, you know, you just got to put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Solid reference, solid reference. And probably it feels a lot like that, I'm sure. Um, easy for you and I to say, right? Because we can build campaigns in our sleep, right? We yeah, but we determine I, ad spends with one hand behind our back. Yeah, but I learned all that myself. Like I went I went right. to business school, but when I and and I had a marketing um, concentration, but when I graduated in 2010, you know, Facebook was still a like you had to have a college URL to, to sign up for Facebook. Like it wasn't a marketing um, magnet, like it is magnate, like it is right now, you know, it, mm -hmm. it wasn't, uh, um, it wasn't the powerhouse that it is now. And mm -hmm. marketing is changing constantly. And right. so we're always learning. We're always trying new things. Like um, you, you're one of the ones that's been posting about TikTok, like TikTok lately, right? But no, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. I have been hundred yeah. percent because it is profound what is happening. I know it's this whole new platform that just came out of nowhere and took over everything. And now it's like really, you know, people are really paying attention to it. And um, so, yeah, it's always learning, um, you know, and I could have given up the marketing gem when things started 
getting hard and I had to be learning constantly, like for a long time. And I, I tried to start my business <laughs> in 2012. Um, and I was a little bit, a little too green at the time. But one of the things that really kept me from doing that was that I, I felt like I was just learning constantly. Like, you know, every project that I quoted was taking me a million times longer because I had to, you know, learn all the things first and then do it, um, which is frustrating. But eventually you get to a point where where it comes more natural and, you know. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And we're just going to continue to gas you up today because your, <laughs> your fan club is alive and well in the comment section. We got another one. We got Union Trade Gear hopping in the hot chat section says Epic Wisdom Emily. Thanks for sharing. So, hey, big shout out to Union Trade Gear. Flex and Friends powered by Union Trade Gear. Make sure you go check out uniontradegear.com. Some of the best swag and merch in the business. Plus, it all goes back to supporting the trades. But going back into that epic wisdom indeed, Emily. And thank you for not giving up because if you, you gave up, we wouldn't be having this fun conversation now. So I appreciate I that. And as we're rolling in here, so okay, let, let me give you a scenario. You've got you, you've got your clients, and let's say obviously we hand you a microphone. You can talk to all of the all the machine shop owners. You've got their segmented attention. Oh, they say, okay, Emily, I think I can do it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna start making some content. I'm gonna give it a shot because you've inspired me. How do they go about avoiding the misspending or misstepping? Like, how can they avoid mistakes that are probably inevitably inevitably going to happen? Like, yeah. what are some best steps moving forward once they've gotten that confidence that you just got oozing from you? <laughs> um, so the first key is having something to say. We talked about this already. If if you're just talking about your products and, you know, we can we can cut to this, you know, micro whatever, you know, if you're if you're just um, saying industry jargon all the time, like no one's going to pay attention to your stuff. They don't care. No one cares. Um, what they care about is is how you, you know, your values and, and what you really think about the way things are happening. Like our industry is changing so fast all the time. Um, and so the more that you can really address those, those changes and how they're affecting you, how they're affecting your customers, um, you know, how they're affecting your vendors and um, share stories, that's what's really going to... Um, going to do well for you. You know, people pay attention to, to people. Um, any post that has a human face in it is going to do a million times better than something that doesn't. Um, one of my clients was just telling me he uh, posted a photo of his son who just became an Eagle Scout. And he it's the most traffic he's ever gotten on a post. Like, million times on a LinkedIn post, um, nice. way more than anything else. And it's because it's that, that human touch, right? It's the human connection. Mm. Um, the other key is, um, really focusing on one thing at a time. Don't, don't shit on yourself. That's what I tell my clients all the time. Don't shit on yourself. You know, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. You know, I should be doing SEO. I should be doing uh, Facebook. I should be doing TikTok. I should be doing all the things. Don't do all the things. Do pick one thing, get really good at it, and then move on to the next thing. And pick what you like. You know, what platform do you spend time on? 
what um you know are you uh are you a comedian like do do you uh do you like to shoot the shit and you know like like you eddie like you're a great stage presence so doing this show was like obvious to you i'm sure right like Thank of you. course <laughs> um so you know do what uh do what fits with your personality and with your team. And um, the other thing, it, looking at marketing as a, a team building um, opportunity is huge. Like uh, everyone is competing for talent right now, right? There's there's not enough people to do the work. And so the more you can bring those people in and really get to, you know, yes, you have, um, you know, machinists that work in your shop, but what do those machinists do when they're not in your shop? Are they, you know, maybe they're really awesome artists or maybe they're, um, you know, maybe they're great writers. I've met a, lot, a surprising amount of machinists that are really good writers. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really um, using it as an opportunity to build up your team and make it better. It is really is intriguing that you say that because um, I feel like we all as human beings have superpowers and that's why I love in this show specifically, we start off getting to know the human and what you're passionate mm -hmm. about. We know that Emily knows marketing. We know machinists know how to make chips. We know they know how to do this, but yep. what's intriguing and what we can learn and draw so much from is those additional layers that we peel back so this this is super profound and as union trade gear had, had noted epic wisdom thanks for sharing and then so hey i've got about two more things i want to make sure i cover before our time ends today um love always hearing good trends mind you we go people from robotics to reshoring you know all the way across industry 4.0 and they all give us hey this is the a great trend that's happening right now in, in our specific world mm -hmm. what do you think is a good trend in yours there are so many. Um, <laughs> there you go. One we've talked about a lot is um, people are, you know, especially since COVID and all the isolation that we've all experienced during that time, I think um, we're really being more vulnerable and coming together as humans. Um, I've, I've had some of the most vulnerable conversations on LinkedIn that I, with complete strangers, like I would not have, ever, you know, three years ago, I would not have imagine that would be a thing. Um, so I think that's a really great trend. Um, people are showing up as the, their human selves. They're, you know, in their homes, right? They're showing like they have kids crying in the background, dogs, whatever. Um, not so much, you know, in machine shops, but because you kind of have to be there. But, um, mm -hmm. uh, but I think that's a really good trend. Um, and it's something that everyone should be paying attention to and really, um, and really working at. Um, another one is um, finding ways to be more flexible with your team because um, the world is crazy. Things are crazy. People are busy. Um, you know, there's, there's a mental health crisis <laughs> um, and we have to be aware of these things and really be addressing them with our teams and um, allow them to you know, allow them to feel the feels and um, have that space if they need it. And, um, you know, and finding ways to really be more flexible with uh, time on site. And, you know, if you got to go pick up a kid from daycare because they're sick or whatever, like 
sure, you can come in later and, you know, finish whatever you were supposed to be doing that day or, you know, just coming up with different ways like that. Um, I think that's a really, uh, really positive trend. And uh, Matt Goosey, um, who has commented earlier, is doing an awesome, some really awesome stuff with his team for that. He's uh, really an inspiration. True story. True story. It was a it was a great conversation that him and I had, and and I yeah. very much look forward to continuing to keep in touch with individuals like himself and you. And so this this yeah. is wonderful, and I appreciate you referencing that because I've always feel so lucky at all the cool <laughs> like people that I've had on this show and been able to talk to. And it's so awesome that even the individuals we know each other just talk each other up, and it just kind of solidifies that not only are there amazing human beings out there in manufacturing, also that they know each other, they talk to each other and that I just got more awesome people to talk to. So that being said, uh, with with that, you obviously put yourself out there. The last thing I got to know is for those who want to learn more about you, keep up with what's going on at Marketing Metal or just keep up with you in general, where can we look? Um, yeah, you can follow me on LinkedIn, um, on marketingmetal.com. I have, uh, we have some good resources for shops. Um, I have a few uh, freebies that we uh, came up with for to help shops kind of figure out their messaging and um we created this massive um blog system so you know if blogging is something that you're interested in doing um you know shoot me a message i'm happy to send, share that with you um our stupid simple blog system uh and yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and actually real quick before we um get off topic um back to that point about um the community that we're finding on linkedin and um and putting ourselves out there right um so i was on uh, maven's manufacturing with megan in november that was my first podcast appearance ever <laughs> and i found and i got that from um reaching out to jay call who the manufacturing millennial who i knew through um a past job um so, and then Megan uh, introduced me to Ashley Walters, who you had on your show a couple weeks ago, who is freaking fire. I, she is amazing. Um, and I actually was having a conversation with her this morning and um, along with uh, Op Sisters, the uh, Steel Toes and Stilettos, uh, we had a really good book club discussion this morning and um it's really uh, building that community, you know, and um, yeah, we we're doing Ashley's website. The, the Onyx website was truly a highlight of my career. It was amazing. Um, and they just love it. They've, uh, they've gotten a ton of, um, she said in the last two months since we launched, she's gotten five new quality leads, um, like quality, quality leads. And that was more than they would get in a year before. Gangster. Gangster. Yeah. That, that is what's up. And I love the names that you just mentioned because I'm like, oh, yeah, them. Oh, yeah, them. Oh, yeah, them. <laughs> yeah. Again, it just solidifies how small the world is, but yet how vast, dynamic, and large it yeah. can be. And then um, I guess lastly, you got some speaking coming up, don't you? I do. Yeah. Um, so, so Jake Hall and I met through the Advanced Manufacturing Expo, yep. um, which is... It was this small thing that uh, industrial control started eight, nine something years ago in Grand Rapids. And they they had this vision to really have a, you know, Chicago size 
show right here in Grand Rapids because we have a ton of industry around here. Um, so, and they did. And the show has been epic. Like I've been to some other shows this year or in the last couple of years and since COVID and theirs has grown. Like the, the one that they did right after COVID was like the biggest I've ever seen by so much. Like they just are doing so many cool things. Um, yeah. So I will be speaking at AME this summer. Um, it's August 10th and 11th, I think Thursday and Friday of that second week of August. So, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be speaking about, um, radical branding and marketing for manufacturers. Um, and we're also doing a panel discussion before that for, uh, so women in manufacturing, um, sponsored panel discussion with Megan and a few other really awesome women in the space. So really looking forward to that. There we go. All right. So if you're out and about in the trade show or just expo circuit, you can see Megan. Plus, she's easy to be able to find Emily here on all the other platforms, channels, and marketing medals. So now you've plugged us in. We've learned so much about you and really gained the depth that I was seeking to unveil because there's so much to you, whether you're racing boats, (laughs) you know, or whether you're just taking care of yourself, living your best life, or helping support others. You are and always will be a friend of Flex. So we greatly appreciate you. We appreciate everybody jumping in that chat section here on this specific episode. Hey, for more information, make sure you head on over to flexmachinetools.com. We're getting weird on all the socials, or if you like the show, we're going live every single Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn, on YouTube, as well as Facebook. So, hey, again, thank you all for joining in live or checking out this podcast on Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. But, Emily, hey, we appreciate you so much as well for joining us on this episode of Flex and Friends. Hey, you all stay awesome, you stay flexing, and we will surely see you next time. <laughs>